Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, last week I was up in Milwaukee for the LCMS convention, the first time I had attended one. I wasn't a delegate. I couldn't go up to the floor to talk, as if I would anyway. All I could do was sit in the back at these tables and uh, watch, talk to people who also were bored like me, uh, mill around a bit, and when I truly got bored out of my skull, walk over to the uh, exhibit center where all the booths were, you know, the CPH booth, the Lutheran Hour booth. All the Concordia schools had a booth, the seminaries had a booth, and they're giving away candy and flash drives and, you know, Lutheran junk like that. Well, several adva uh, seminary advancement staff were manning the booth for us there uh, while we were enjoying ourselves in the convention hall. Uh, and one of them told me a story of uh, he walking over to one of the Concordia booths and chatting with a young man uh, from that school. I'm not going to tell you which school. Uh, but he said this was very uh, well-dressed, articulate, sharp, uh, uh, just a, a good young man. Nice conversation. He was impressed. And, and best of all, he was a pre-SEM student. So great guy. Naturally, uh, our, our advancement person asked him, so which seminary do you plan to attend? This young man flashed a little bit of a grin and said, whichever one gives me an Apple Watch. Now, I assume that the young man was joking, and the staff person assumed that he was joking and chuckled along with him. To be honest, if it had been me talking with him, I probably would not have chuckled. I won't tell you what I would have done. Uh, because underneath every little joke like that, underneath every little ironic statement, is actually a little bit of truth, right? What will I get out of the deal? What's in it for me? Give me something flashy, something that beeps and blinks and is texty and chatty or whatever else an Apple Watch does. Give me one of those and I'll be happy. Now here it would be easy to launch into a diatribe on the crass materialism and consumer culture of our society, to complain about the shallowness of those millennials who have their you know, eyeballs screwed to their screens. It'd be easy to do that right now. But what I'd like to do instead is lay alongside that story the account that we have of Jesus teaching his disciples in Luke 11. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give to you? This text is about God giving again and again and again, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Lead us not into temptation. Your kingdom come. This interesting little parable about an annoying guy who goes to his neighbor's house at two in the morning to ask for food because he himself is not prepared and knocks and knocks and knocks until finally, out of exasperation, the guy comes down and gives him bread anyway. Gives food to this jerk. And God, in the same way, gives freely 
to jerks like us. And then this, ask and, you will, uh, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. To the one who knocks, it will be opened. There's no caveats on that invitation, is there? And then that final little talk about serpents and scorpions and how earthly fathers know how to give to their children how much more does the Heavenly Father know to give to us? It sure sounds like God wants to give, doesn't it? So if this is how we are to pray, what did you pray for this morning? Did you pray to a God who wants to give you all things? If you stop and think about it, what we pray is actually our deep-down beliefs about who God is. What we believe about God is reflected in the way that we pray. For as soon as we speak to God, we are saying something about who we think he is and what he will do in this world. So, for example, if we pray for healing, it is because we believe that he created our bodies and that he has the power to heal them. If we uh, thank him for the meal that is before us on the table, it is because we believe that he has actually provided it freely. If we uh, pray for rulers and those in authority, it is because we believe that God works somehow even through the people that we elect or seem to be about to elect. But on the other hand, if we pray only for ourselves and not for our enemies, it is because we believe that God could not possibly love that person or those people. If we refuse to pray for peace, even in these troubled days and in our disturbed cities, it is because we don't believe that God can bring about peace here on earth. And if you did not pray, this morning. Know that you have a father who wants to hear from you. So how does Jesus describe this God through his invitation to prayer? First, he is father. He is personal. He can be addressed like any one of us. We can speak with him. He can love, and he can be loved. He is in heaven, from where he rules over all creation, and therefore is able to act in the very details of our lives. He has a kingdom, he has a reign that is already active, but is somehow not yet present in our experience, and so there is something of that kingdom yet to come. And he gives, and gives, and gives. Daily bread, forgiveness of sins, new life, one where we forgive those who have sinned against us, protection from temptation. He gives. And that's where Jesus stays, on the giving for the rest of this account. How can we understand how much God wants to give? 
Well, the only way we can, of course, is not by explanations or parables only. Jesus has not only told us that God wants to give, he himself was God's gift. Jesus, God's own son, given for us in our place on the cross. As Romans 8 says, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us, you know this passage, graciously give us all things. All things because of what he has already done for us on the cross. That is why Jesus ends with that odd phrase. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who love him? Now I freely admit I'm one of those evil fathers, right? I don't have a son, as Jesus is describing in the text. I have two daughters, and they know full well how to manipulate me to get everything they want all the time. You know how this works if you have daughters. Yet my giving is of no comparison to what God can give and does give in his Holy Spirit. Jesus ends with the Holy Spirit because that spirit is the ultimate gift, because it is the spirit who creates and sustains faith. It is the spirit through whom we receive new life, through whom we are made this new creation, through whom we become God's dear children to whom he gives all things. When God gives us the Spirit, he gives us everything that Christ has done for us, everything that we could possibly need, indeed everything as his new people that we could possibly want. Now there's a lot more that we could say about prayer, all these caveats, there's a lot that we need to learn about patience, about suffering in spite of our prayers for healing, about discerning God's will and trusting him even though we do not always receive what we want when we want it in the way that we want it. Indeed, even our prayers for seasonable weather sometimes are met with lightning bolts and thunderclaps. There's a lot that gets sorted out in the life of faith in a relationship with this Father who loves us and gave us his Son in spirit. But for today, in this word from Luke, based on this word of promise of Jesus himself, which is guaranteed by his death and his resurrection, and his ascension, and by his sending of the Spirit. For today, simply ask. Even, even for an Apple Watch. If I had enough Apple Watches to give to all you guys, I would happily give them, if that's what it would take to help you understand the love of this Father. Because God wants to give. He invites you to receive from him all that he has. Trust in his promise and pray each day, our Father.
in his name. Amen.